All right, coaches, welcome to the Mesh Point Podcast. Uh, tonight, we're excited to have uh, Coach Cody Mallory. He's the head coach up at Cadillac High School in Cadillac, Michigan. Coach, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I was excited to be on, been listening to the podcast a little bit. Uh, you know, and so it's, it's, it's a good night, man. Ready to talk some yeah. ball. Yeah, we're excited to have you on, man. Um, let's waste no time. Get right to it, man. Tell us uh, – Tell us about your background, right? Where you played, um, and of course your your coaching journey up until this point here at Cadillac. So I, I I played high school ball at Frankfurt High School in Michigan, a really small school. There were like thirty six kids in my graduating class. Uh, we were pretty good we, for for that size school. We had a pretty good program there. Uh, we ran split back veer, played offensive line in that, and uh, so that's where I really uh, started to cut my teeth um, on the option. And then uh, I, had, I had the opportunity to play at Olivet College uh, as, as a defensive lineman. Um, and that, I don't know, for any like uh, power T uh, football guys, I was with uh, the old uh, Irv Sigler Sr., who's um, kind of the godfather of the power T, which is like the, or at least it used to be the state offense of Michigan. Uh, but I only played there one year. I didn't really like it uh, and I thought I was going to, Uh, be a sailor, ended up going to a a maritime academy uh, near my home. And at that same time, started coaching. And then um, I always tell the players that ask me about coaching, it's like, if, you know, be careful when you start, because it's kind of, it could be like crack cocaine, I would imagine. Like it's, it is addictive. And that's what happened to me. And, um, you know, I got out of the maritime academy and decided I wanted to be a teacher. And and so um, I started coaching when I was, uh, when I was 19. Oh, wow. And, um, I've been doing it ever since. And so uh, I, I was at the same high school that I graduated from, Frankfurt High School. Uh, started as a junior high coach, then worked my way up um, coaching uh, JV and then varsity. And there, with it being such a small school, I had to coach both sides of the ball. And uh, we, our school was pretty offense heavy. Uh, so I did coach offensive line, but there, were, there, was, uh, there was some room for growth on the defensive side. So for the first, I don't know, I guess um, – eight years of, of my coaching, I was, I was uh, on the defensive side a lot and, and ended up being the defensive coordinator there. Um, and then in uh, 2011, the winter of 2011, I ended up getting my teaching degree. I went back to school to get it. And so um, I was student teaching and then uh, I saw there was a job opening in Utah. And for some reason I applied um, you know, I'm from Michigan. I was at a tiny school. We had an enrollment of right around 200 kids. And uh, this is for a head coaching job at a school with 2,000 kids. And uh, wasn't expecting anything to come of it. And, uh, and I got a call, and I'm like, well, oh, this, uh, this is pretty cool. And I was too young. I was 27 at the time and just kind of too young, naive to realize, like, if they're calling somebody 29 hours away uh, at a tiny school with no head coaching experience, then, um, you know, it's probably going to be a hard job. And so I got there, and it was, it was pretty tough. Um, and uh, we, we put in the, we put in the option my first year. And uh, that was like a cardinal sin out there because our high school, I was at Provo high school in Utah. Our high school is literally right across the street from BYU's indoor facility. And um, it really had a hard time getting buy-in from the coaches and the players and everything. And so uh, my second year there uh, drank the Tony Franklin Kool-Aid and um, you know, we were air raid, no huddle doing all that stuff. Um, started messing around with RPOs, not like, not like you see them now, but, um, 
you know, like we'd, we'd run like uh, get into a three by one formation, have the tight end run a pop, get a bubble out there and then a backside hitch. We weren't having the kid read it. I would just, he'd just look over at me and I'd give him a signal, you know, Hey, think X, think, think you, or, you know, whoever I wanted to, whatever I wanted to do with it. So we weren't really reading it. Um, and then after that second year, uh, I started to realize that like, um, you know, the program needed a lot more work than I was going to be willing to do there just because um, like I was willing to put in the work. But what I mean is like on the family side, uh, my family was not enjoying it. Uh, and um, and I was working way too hard. I thought that, you know, we, we weren't doing well. And, and my approach was, well, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to have to outwork people. And um, and then it'll work out. And I really, really burnt myself out there. And, um, you know, I mess around with like, I, like it's like not 10 years off my life um, just because I was trying to trying to work our way out of the hole. And, um, you know, it was just going to end up being more than than what I wanted to put my family through. And so we decided to get back to Michigan. Um, I told my wife, you know, as soon as you can get a job back there, we'll, we'll leave and go. And she ended up getting a job right in the middle of football season. I wasn't expecting her to get it that quick. So the kids moved uh, while, while we're in season and, and I finished up and then got out of there. Um, and, you know, it was, it was hard. I was young and made a lot of mistakes, but I, I'll tell you what, man, um, it was uh, probably the most learning I've done uh, coaching or, or if I, you know, it was, it was a great experience. I wouldn't want to go through it again. Like we had great kids out there. Um, I, I can't, and, and I ended up having some really good coaches too, but, um, we were just, we were so we're, we're the poor school in a two school district. Um, the other, the other school, Tipview high school, uh, on the other side of the district, they had like a lot of money. Um, like Stephen Covey's kids went there and like they had just a lot of money and we, we didn't. And so, um, in Utah, it's like the wild, wild west, like kids, kids float around and transfer schools. And it almost feels like you, know, you got to recruit your butt off just to have a high school team. And so um, it just, it, it ended up being, uh, you know, not what I wanted to, what I wanted to go through. So we came back and um, spent a year back at Frankfurt high school where I had been, uh, the head coach was going through some stuff. So I ended up that year calling the offense and the defense, um, which was uh that, that was insane. Um, you know, having to do both of those. And, um, and then I got hired at, at Cadillac high school in 2015. And, and, uh, you know, that's where we're at now. I mean, it's, and it's, it's a great school. Um, it's a, um, you know, we, there's one school in the town. So we have just Cadillac kids and we're kind of a bastard size school. Like we're, we're a lot bigger than the ones directly around us, but we're not big enough as big as the schools in our conference. We're in Northern Michigan. It's pretty spaced out. Like we're driving, you know, one to three hours to a game. Um, and so, uh, you know, we really have to work our butts off to compete in our conference. So I don't know. That's, that's, that's all I got on that. Yeah, no, no, that's great. No, I'm glad you shared all that. Um, I'm interested to know, like, um, the, and, and, and uh, we'll probably get to some of this later too, but um, how do you feel like your defensive background uh, being on that side of the ball for so many years has helped you? offensively because I'm assuming you're more involved offensively now than you were probably then right maybe yeah so I, I called, the, called both one yeah that, I'll tell you that's that's hard to do uh and it, I, I did a bad job at both that year um but um <laughs> it's uh like do it doing defense uh I think really helps I, I you you know you have a better idea how defense how they need to uh fit gaps and um 
you know, just, I, I just, I feel like you just have a better idea of what their response is going to be and, um, and really what their options are, or what, what the, what choices they have to, to defend us. And so I think it's huge. I think, you know, anybody that's going to call offense, um, you know, you got to learn the defensive side and it's vice versa. You, know, you got to know what, what their thought process is. And, um, you know, I, I think it also helps, like, I was thinking about this, like how we, you know, what we did during the playoffs this year is I think, um, you know, we, we looked at it as like, you know, the best way for us to, to play good defense is to, you know, take a look at how many guys uh, they've got going both ways and find ways to beat on them while we're on offense to, to wear them out um, and, and just try to take advantage of that and eat clock and just really help our defense out that way too. And so um, doing both sides kind of gives you some empathy for what those defensive coordinators have to do. And it, I think it can allow you to, um, to help your guys out that are calling the defense for, for your team. Uh, that's great stuff, Coach. Hey, me and you were on a uh, an option Zoom one time, and we uh, with somebody, and uh, you you mentioned you're from Cadillac, right? And the guy goes, "Kiss, that's where Kiss is from, right?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big deal here. Um, it's it's crazy. It's got it's got its own. It's uh, they they came and played. I I don't like Kiss. Like I, it's not not my deal, man. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, they, they came and played at a homecoming here uh, a while back before they really hit it big. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a large portion of our community that really hangs on to that. There's a monument outside our field. Like, if you look up Cadillac High School, you'll see our football field. And then you, on Google, you'll, it'll say, you know, Cadillac Kiss Monument right there. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a big deal uh, for a lot of people around here. Uh, my first, I, was, I think my first year here, it was the 40th year anniversary of it. So like they basically took over homecoming. It was, uh, it was a headache, but um, you know, the community loved it and they brought in a kiss uh, kiss cover band and, you know, they, they tried to replicate what, what they had going on back then. And um, you know, it was like, it's, but again, it's that, not my deal, but you know, you got to respect <laughs> it. I mean, it's, it's a big part of. Uh, for well, that had to have been Bob Doherty out at uh, middle. That's right. <laughs> that's who it was. Yeah. 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 He's a huge fan. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, coach, I, I, I kind of want to ask you this, man. I hope I'm not stepping out of bounds, but you look great, man. You, you, you've had to drop a bunch of weight. I mean, you look great, man. I'm, I'm well, I, looking at you. The first time I met you was out in Dallas. We went to a, a, a clinic and, and man, just looking at you. I mean, you look great, dude. Well, thank, I, I did like over, over quarantine, man. I dropped like, uh, I dropped 50 pounds and, uh, cause I was like, you know, I'm just going to bust ass and work out and, you know, take advantage of this time. The problem is like, I'm scared to step on the scale. Cause I, I, I have to gain at least half of it back over the season. It's like <laughs> the longest football season ever. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not healthy during football season. Yeah. Um, but thanks, man. Yeah, it's I, I got to get back on it. Taking we, our season ended about a week, what two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so starting Monday, it's, it's back on the back on the wagon. Try to get back down to where I was this summer. Playing weight, baby. That's right. <laughs> well, coach, we got a mentor question here for you. Uh, talk about a mentor that you leaned on over the years to help guide you through some difficult uh, times and decisions. Well, you know, I, I'm really blessed to have a really good family. Um, you know, so a lot of that's my parents. Um, but, you know, outside of them, it's going to be my my high school coach, uh, Matt Stapleton. Um, he uh, he was huge for me. Uh, I ended up coaching with him for eight years, nine years. Um, and, you know, what was great about him is like, I, you know, you know how like when you're young and you got all these ideas and like you're you're, you're fired up to implement them and, 
he really let me, he really gave me some, some, uh, some space to try stuff out. Um, you know, and, and, you know, he'd put his foot down when he had to, but, uh, really did a good job of just letting me explore and kind of screw stuff up. Like, like just having the trust that, you know, like I'm going to make some mistakes, but, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's good for development. And like to this day, you know, I, I haven't coached with him since, um, 2014, but, you know, we talk all the time. And, um, anytime I got a big decision, uh, with football or anything like that, he's, he's the first guy I'm going to call. Um, I mean, just huge. The other guys there, uh, were, were Mike Thompson, who's a guy, uh, that that's, uh, he was a JV coach in that program at Frankfurt. Um, I coached with him for quite a few years. I mean, those two are, have been really, really, uh, influential for me. Yeah. It's nice to have, uh, it's nice to have some guys you can lean on that, that have had the experience, you know, that you trust and you, you know, I mean, it, it can be, I mean, there's some tough, I, people don't realize, man, until you're in that seat, there's some tough things that pop up on you. You don't think, or, you know, or you wouldn't dream of happening. And you, you know, you, when you haven't, the experience helps a ton, right? So, as you know, because you've been a head coach a while, but I, it's just, you know, just having somebody you can call and say, look, I, this has never come up. I don't know what the hell to do, right? Like, can you help me? Or, or at least just bounce ideas off till, you know, you, you, you can come to an agreement kind of thing. Yeah, right? definitely. I mean, it's huge. I, like, it's – there's a lot because it, it's uh, – you know, the other thing that helps us on our staff, I've got two guys that were former head coaches um, – and they, you know, they've been coaching longer than me, uh, you know, and, and they, you know, they're, they're great guys to, to bounce stuff off as well. Um, you know, I call coach Hinkle. He's, um, he, he's, uh, I, I don't know when he's going to retire. I hope not anytime soon, but he's been around for a long time. He's kind of like my moral compass, yeah. you know, he's kind of the guy kind of bounce stuff off of him. Am I being too hard here or, um, you know, that, that sort of thing. So you know, those guys on our staff too are great. Uh, really, really helpful. Well, well, Cody, tell us about like the background of the program at Cadillac when you took it over, right? And we're, kind of where you've started from, and maybe how um, uh, how the flex bones maybe help you know your program along the way up until this point. Yeah, so I I did what you don't want to do, and that's uh, take over uh, after a guy that's been really really successful steps down. <laughs> so I, I Jim Webb was the coach here before, um, and he had back to back undefeated regular seasons, um, you know, and they're running the spread and everything. And they had really good, really good group of kids and the coaching staff had been together forever. Um, and so he retires. Uh, most of those coaches leave. I think, uh, let's see, it was two of the high school coaches stayed on and then two of the junior high coaches stayed on. That was it. So I had to replace everybody. And then, um, you know, we, we were a little bit, a little bit thin uh, numbers wise. And, and, um, and that uh, with, with the, uh, with that the first couple of years. And, and, um, and so it was, it was a rough go, man, you know, going from everybody, you know, you, you're always looking over your shoulder and everybody's always comparing um, to what that, that prior coach did. And so like we took our lumps our first year uh, we only won two games um, and we were running the spread uh, at that time, no huddle uh, throwing it all probably through the ball 65% of the time. And we found out that like, you know, in the conference that we're in, we're the smallest school by far. Um, we're, we're, we've got an enrollment of, uh, this year is 800. Um, and the, our average opponent this year had, had an enrollment of 1200 students. They're, the, the big teams are in our conference of 1600 kids. And so, um, 
you know, what, what I found quickly is like all that RPO stuff's great and all that spread stuff's great. But, you know, when those teams want to shut you down, if you can't win consistently outside, they just play man, load the box and say, you know, go ahead and hand it off. And, uh, you know, and so, so we really struggled. And so kind of tried to figure out what to do. And so in 2016, uh, decided we're going to go flex bow and we bring in Kenny and, and Kevin to do a team camp. Actually, we, we did it down at uh, a school south of here, jumped on with that. Um, and we ended up making the playoffs that year and get bounced in the first round. Um, and then, uh, and then we went like two and seven, one and eight. And so, uh, there's a lot of doubt. And, um, you know, last year, 2019, we started to, we really changed how we did stuff in practice. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of the probably hit on that stuff. Yeah, we'll, yeah we're going to hit on that. Um, so we, we, we had some pretty significant changes in how we practice. We also have a, a, a pretty good group of kids coming through as well. Um, our, our junior class from this year, there's four coaches, kids in that. Um, so there's a lot of good leadership. We also um, had a lot of good leadership from our senior group these past two years. Um, and, you know, we've worked to develop that. We've done offseason stuff there. And, and um, you know, it started to really come together. Uh, I think last year we really found our identity. Um, and, and we made it to the regional finals, got beat. And then this year um, we won the, the first ever regional title in school history here, which was like the equivalent of winning a, a quarterfinal game um, in other states. And then we ended up uh, making it all the way to the finals. And then we got bounced by a, a, a private school from the Detroit area and uh, we lost 13, nothing in the finals, but, you know, first time uh, for the school to make it there is, it was huge. Um, you know, it, it was, it was pretty big for our program, pretty big for our kids. Uh, you know, the community really, really uh, stepped up and I, I just like, it, it was pretty surreal uh, making it that far. And it really kind of blew my mind. Like, cause all these years, you know, I've been coaching, I think this is uh, this year 18, um, you know, and you're always like looking for like, what's that silver bullet that's going to get you there. Um, you know, never, I've ne never coached in that game until this year. And it, it really, really messed with my mind a little bit. Like, I'm like, you know, we really didn't do anything different. Um, you know, we're better at what we do as coaches and, and as a team, but um, like, there isn't some like secret sauce. I think it's just finding what you do and, and uh, you know, having the combination of the kids and having, having things just work out in the playoffs. And, um, but it, it really, it really screwed with my mind a little bit. I'm like, you know, it's been searching for this like Holy grail and it's, that isn't what it is. You yeah. know, it's, it's all the other little things that you do. And um you know, so, so it's, it's been pretty cool. I, I feel like, uh, like I said, last year, we really found our identity and I think we're going to be, we're going to be all right. We've got a lot of guys coming back from this team and um, for next year and, and uh, our lower levels are, are popping right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can maintain the momentum. Well, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was awesome for the community, right? Players, um, and, and, and you as well, obviously your staff. But, uh, you know, personally, uh, we, we start here in Virginia, like really soon. So, um, you know, talk about you – know, I'm, I'm sure some other people that are going to play here soon. Uh, talk about how you navigated the season, right? Like some protocols that you guys had to put in place that worked and then <laughs> some that were awful or didn't work and what, maybe what would you do differently for those of us that have not had a season yet. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we had to do is like, we weren't allowed to give the kids water. They had to 
bring their own water bottles. Um, we could provide a station for them to fill it, uh, but we couldn't provide any bottles for them. So, um, you know, they had to do that. The other thing that was huge is we had to have masks on. Um, and so uh, what that, or I should say it was, it was phrased uh, face covering. And so what we did is we took these like clear um, uh, plastic visors and put them on the face mask and just zip tied them on. And so uh, the expectation that, that we had with the kids was if your helmet's on, you're good. You don't have to have the mask on. But as soon as you pop that helmet off, you've got to have your mask on. And so, you know, like that was the big part early on is just coaching up those protocols and coaching up uh, spacing out as much as we could. Um, you know, we, we knew we weren't going to always be, be spaced out, but uh, they were big here on, in the state of, of keep, keeping us spaced out. And so, um, you know, the constant thing, whenever we, we uh, were at a breaking point was, hey, guys, it's helmets or masks, one or the other, um, and just constantly reminding them um, as we proceeded throughout the season. We really didn't have to remind them much. Um, and then in terms of, like, other protocols, uh, we had to have assigned seats on the buses. Had I uh, gone back and done it again, I would have been a little bit more thoughtful in how I assigned seats. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you don't want to have both your quarterbacks sitting next to each other and have one of them pop and then yep. you lose the other one through contact tracing. And so, like, it's just all the little stuff like that that, that really um, stood out to me. Um, the other thing that we did that I thought was really helpful is we had one person that did our – we had to check the kids in every day. And so what that entailed is was uh, taking their temperature and then also asking them questions um, you know, about symptoms and that. So yeah. we had the same person do that every day. We, I had a book, I, I printed it out so that it was in alphabetical order. I made it so that like each sheet was for a week. And so it also worked out as your attendance, because if any of those kids did get contact traced, you know, you could go back and just say, you know, they, they weren't here that day. Um, and then the, the other thing that we did is like, you know, normally, uh, you know, if a kid doesn't feel well, you're like, well, you get your, get your butt to practice anyway. Um, we were like, like if a kid had symptoms or said they did, we, we didn't even question. We said, don't, don't show up, yeah. you know, don't, don't come. And, you know, that could have been abused. Maybe if we were having a bad year, like if, you know, we're going one and eight, I'm sure that there's going to be kids that abuse that. Um, but we really, we didn't have an issue with it this year. Uh, I, I didn't feel like we had kids abusing that. Um, and then uh, we didn't, we did not meet as a team. Um, okay. you know, if, if we needed to get anything done, it was done over zoom, but, uh, we, we did everything out on the field. Um, we didn't do anything special with the, with the locker room. We just made sure that they were quick in and out and that they were masked up. Um, but you know, that's about it. Like we, we really, uh, I know, like I've seen some of the protocols that other people have had to do and, and, uh, and all that. And, um, you know, outside of the masks and that, and us bringing our own water, there really wasn't you know, and, and not meeting, um, you know, there really wasn't much different that we did there. I'm curious just for my own, how did, did you just give the kids all their practice gear? They were responsible for it. And the kids that maybe couldn't, couldn't, didn't have the ability to wash their own stuff. You did their stuff or did you not have that issue? We didn't, we, we didn't have that issue. We were allowed to just locker, you know, use the locker room as normal. Yeah. So we can't use the locker room. Yeah, that's, that's going to be tough. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna yeah we're gonna get we we've bought we we're, we're uh, I don't want to get into it right now. I'm a little <laughs> aggravated at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I can tell, uh, coach. But I can, um, I can tell, man. Because I, I feel like 
I don't want to make this about me. This is about you. I, I just feel I'm, you know, I should be happy, right? Because we're having a season. You know what I mean? Our seniors have busted their butt for four years, three years, four years, I guess, if you count not having a fall. Uh, so just need to be happy, uh, even though I'm not about some things. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, I just, I mean, we, we had kids, you know, complain about the mask. We're, we're, uh, uh, the area of the state that we're in is pretty conservative and it, there was not much buy-in on the, uh, on mass compliance, um, yeah. in the community. Yeah. I'm all and, lucky on that. I don't, we don't, we're just like you, right? If you have your helmet on, no mask. And so we were just, they'll have their helmets on the whole time. If you yeah. And I, I just like, I had to like really get pretty forceful with yeah. them at one point and just say, look guys, this like, this isn't a political issue, you yeah. know, like, do you want to play football? You know, cause we had our season shut down a couple times throughout this, this, uh, the course of this. And I'm like, you know, think back to August when they told you you couldn't play anymore at that day, would, would you have worn a mask? You're like, yeah. And so then I don't want to hear you complain about it because you know, you got an opportunity here. Um, and so, um, you know, that luckily we, we were able to get that fixed. Um, now you, know. you, you were, you were shut down, but not like just your team. It was the whole state of Michigan, right? Or yeah. So, so we start, we started, uh, I want to say like August 10th, we, uh, we're coming in for practice on Friday. Um, and we get word that, Hey, you're shut down. Like season's canceled, done. And, um, and so we were allowed to have like 15 practice days, uh, throughout what would have been the, the season. And then we ended up getting, being able to start. And so we, st our first game was in mid September we make it all the way through the playoffs. We get to the, uh, we win the district championship game, uh, which, which was the, uh, this year, cause everybody made it. That's the third round of the playoffs. And, um, we're, we're in our, our coaches meeting Sunday night, uh, prepping for the regional final. And then we get word that we're shut down. And so they're saying, we're going to take a two week pause. And like, you know, we're in Northern Michigan, man. And like, you know, at this point it's November, like you, like, it's just, it's just fixing to start snowing. And you know, like, like it would be nothing for us to get, you know, five inches of snow overnight. And then it just, it's so cold here. It just stays on the ground. And so um, they shut us down for two weeks and then uh, they shut us down for another, like after that, it, it made it look like, like we were not going to be able to finish it until the spring. So they're talking about us finishing our, uh, our season in the spring. And then the Friday before Christmas break, uh, they say, all right, we're going to do this pilot program with because volleyball had to finish swimming and dive had to finish and we had to finish yet the playoffs. And so they, they said, we're going to do a, a pilot program where you, you have to do a rapid test an antigen rapid test three times a week. And um, we're going to, and so you start practice on Monday, like the Monday that, that Christmas break starts. So it's like, what the, you know, like, wow, we got lucky, 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 man. Cause like that weekend we got like 10 inches of snow. And so we had to plow off all the fields, but then we didn't get any snow after that. It stayed warm, uh, warm as in like, not, I, I want to say the coolest it was, was 25 degrees. Yeah, Never really got above 34, but um, I'm in Florida. That's cold. <laughs> it was, it, I'll tell you, man, it, it is cold. Uh, but we, we got really lucky. And, uh, and so we just finished up our uh, state finals were um, shoot. I don't know. Like, somewhere the uh, 22nd is when we played January 22nd. Um, and that was inside at Ford field. Um, and so uh, it was, it was wild, man. And like, you know, tip of the hat to our kids. Cause they're resilient as heck. You know, they, I was, I was pretty down uh, every time we got shut down, but they did a really good job of bouncing back. And um, you know, I couldn't be prouder of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Nice and warm inside that Ford Stadium, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was warm. It was warm. We luckily we didn't have much cramping, but uh, I, I was a little worried about that. But you know, it was yeah. It was, you go from practicing outside where it's thirty, and now it's seventy degrees and dry as heck. You know, so. I tell you, man, those masks, I see them coming in style like uh, accessories. You know, the kids wear the arm sleeves and stuff. Uh-huh. People are getting their logos put on them now, and it's going to be the next accessory you watch, you know? Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, it's – it's. Uh, I don't know about you. I, I don't know. I don't want to go down the mask hole, but uh, I don't know. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some football, uh, uh, option football. Tell us about, tell us about uh, the Cadillac option. Um, you know, do you have like a big five? Like, how do you organize your 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 option game, and um, what does it look like, and why do you guys run it? So we are uh, in 2018. We went one and eight, and we went one and eight, and I was doing stupid stuff. I thought I was smarter than everybody else, and like I was going to make my own like uh, flexible in office because we had been right in line with uh, with Harding and Kenny and those guys, and I was like, you know, we're gonna we're going to do our own thing. And I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, it's so some ego got in the way there and we took some lumps, man. Uh, we were horrible on offense. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, after the season, I called Kenny up and I was like, man, I am, uh, whatever you say I'm doing. And so, um, we, we are pretty much, we try to do as much of what Harding does as possible. We have some variations, uh, like our passing game is a little bit different. On that said, I think we only threw like 35 passes this year. Um, but, uh, you know, our, our big five is, is really our big six, just like all those other guys. You know, like if look going down the list, uh, you know, like zone dive and, and inside veer, uh, midline, mid-triple. We're actually going to drop mid-double. We only ran it 17 times this year. So I guess our big five would actually be uh, inside veer, zone dive, mid-triple, um, rocket and belly. Um, zone option is also – uh, big in there. Like that's our top five plays that we ran this year. It went uh, zone dive, mid triple veer and zone option where those are our top, our top four calls. Um, they made up like 45% of all of our play calls this, oh. this season. So I'm glad to hear you're on inside veer. Yeah, we, we are. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a quest to bring it back. So, well, we, <laughs> you know, we ran it. That was our number three play and yeah. um, join in, join in the party. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. You know, like the, the, um, I think we ran more mid triple this year and zone dive. Um, those numbers really went up during the playoffs just because we had the, the teams we were playing were changing up the front quite a bit. Um, and so like th- that was easier for us to call regardless of what the front was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, with veer, I absolutely love it. And we had some pretty explosive plays with it. Um, but you know, you gotta, you gotta tag it up, uh, to, to make it go. And so if they're, if they're jumping defenses on you, it can get a little sticky just because I don't put that on our quarterback to get us in the right tag. That's one of those mistakes I made in, uh, 2018 is like having the eight backs load when like they, they just, I, I wanted them to do it automatically. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, like I watch more film than them. And so I want to be the one dictating what the heck they're going to do instead of, you know, a 16 year old who might've watched film, you know, so. Amen. Amen on that, man. I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, you ever, when I think about Michigan, I always think about, uh, we got a couple of buddies up there, like Rob Zeitman, you know, over at uh, Jensen. And uh, you think about the old days, Muskegon and Fair State, you know, back in that old short pistol flex phone, you ever get the itch or mess with that kind of stuff? Well, when we, uh, 
the first in 2016 when we we're putting in the triple we go into the first day of camp and we're we're going to be pistol just like those guys and um it we made it through vre drill and i was like nope not happening because <laughs> like the way i the way i look at it is and and uh really on that like i kind of caved to some some guys on our staff like they wanted to you know, they, they wanted to be in the pistol. Um, they want to do that, but I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really with it. And so like, one of the things I did is I had some, I had some, uh, fair state end zone film, and then I had some Harding end zone film and I wanted to see, uh, how long it took for that, for that kid at Ferris to get his eyes on key after fielding that snap. Cause that snap is no joke. If you're really doing the short pistol stuff, you're taking that thing blind. Like you don't see it till it clears the center's butt. And so like, you really have to focus on that. And what I found is like, when I'm looking at it, it's like taking half a second longer for him to get his eyes on key. Um, when I, when I was comparing those two together. And so we get into via redrill that first day and it was like a, uh, I don't know what, what came to mind for me is I read this book once called deep survival and they were talking about uh, climbing uh, accidents and like how there's like this chain chain reaction that just causes things to get worse and worse. And eventually everybody gets pulled off the mountain and dies. Right. Like that's like the ultimate end of the story. So like, it was like the same type of thing that was happening in via redrill. So, you know, we bobbled the snap a little bit. Right. And then our quarterback's late getting to getting his feet uh, where they need to be. And he's late getting his eyes on key. So he blows the read now, like it just kind of, everything got out of sequence. And so um, I was like, uh, you know, all right, we're, we're not doing this. We're, we're going under center and that's just what it's going to be. And, um, you know, he had some pissy coaches about it, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we were a lot more crisp, um, balls hitting the line of scrimmage a lot quicker. I really believe that if you're, if you're doing your beer releases correctly, um, you know, it's, it, it gives it like, if you're in the pistol, like, I feel like they can really toy with you. And, and I think you're more susceptible to cue stunts and that, um, you know, than you are if you're under center, cause it, it just takes that a little bit longer. There's a little bit more distance, a little bit more time for them to screw around with your read. And I also, you know, the other thing I don't like about it is unless you're going to bring those slots in tight, uh, if a team wants to uh, squeeze, scrape you and, uh, you know, squeeze with the defensive end, scrape the, the play side linebacker in like a 4-2 look to quarterback, like you don't have an answer to that uh, outside of, all right, we're going to throw a bubble or we're going to throw verticals. Like what's your run game answer, man? And, and like that's, that's the, you know, that's the part that, that really drove me away from it. And, you know, there are guys that are really successful with it and, and, you know, that's, and that's great. Um, but just like for me, like it, it, those were, those were the concerns that I had. I'm sure you can, you can pick out a lot of stuff that we do that yeah. concerns for those guys. But. Yeah. I thought you articulated that really well, man. That, that was, that was, that was awesome. Um, I know, I know um, kind of, as you were talking, man, one, one time I went up to Alaska and I was helping a team out and they wanted to run, they, they, that was their style of offense and uh, they wanted to put in midline triple. And man, the timing was off on that. I mean, there was just no way because they're out there, like you said, five yards out. You know what I mean? And there's just the, the timing was just there was just no way we had to put in a condensed compressed formation. And now you're talking about you're really in the flex bone. You know what I mean? So um, I, I totally understand what you're saying with that. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. yeah I, I agree. I like I got some stuff from uh, from Mona Shores. I was going to say, aren't they the only ones running that stuff anymore? Well, there's a, so there's a lot of schools running it here, uh, but Mona Shores is probably them. And Muskegon still does it a little bit, but um, you know, Mona Shores is the one that's really, really popping off with it. Uh, you know, they, they won the state championship this year running it. 
Yeah. Uh, they do some more like power read stuff and all that too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like I just, you know, I got some stuff from them, uh, running mid triple and I was like, you know, it, it looks good, but, um, you know, I just, I just like how, how flat we can get with our, with our a back path under center and everything. And, and really when you're in the pistol, it kind of bubbles everything out. Um, you know, it, it's now those guys are better at passing the ball than us. Um, you know, they can do more stuff on the perimeter with, uh, you know, they can do some RPO stuff and, and they're also going to keep their fans happier. Like they're going to, you know, I mean, everybody thinks they're in the spread, you know? And, and uh, so yeah, like, I get it. I get why people do it. It's just not for me. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, I, I just thought I'd ask you coach. Cause man, I think about Michigan and the GLIAC and all that, man, that's what I think about, you know? So yeah. uh, it's just a different, different style, man. Different type of game. Man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know? Yep. For sure. Well, you were uh, sort of alluding to practice earlier. Let's get into it, man. So, uh, talk about practice. How, how you, what your plans, you know, look like, and and how you work through, you know, individual all the way up to. So know. the way we do it is, uh, uh, so long, uh, I can go forever on this. Um, we'll start broad view. Um, two years ago, we decided we were going to do feed the cat stuff. And I don't know if, if you're familiar with it or not. I know, Tony, I think you worked with a guy down there in Alabama that, like, I, I was envious. Um, I can't remember the guy's name all of a sudden. Brad Fortney, Coach Fortney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we try to do stuff like them, um, you know, and, and so, like, what that means is it's it's not really – like, I had a guy reach out to me and ask me about, you know, how do you do your sprint days and non-sprint days and – really uh, it's, it's more of like a mindset. And so um, it's centered around the idea of like what minimal effective dose. Um, and, and the idea that like uh, the, like the way I look at it is like, like your the amount of energy that your kids have, like it's in a cup, right. And there's only so much in that cup per week. And so you have to be really um, intentional with how you expend that energy. And so uh, like for us on Mondays, that's going to be a sprint day where we're doing maximum effort sprints. Uh, like we will literally get out a timer and, uh, and test either their 40 or their, uh, you know, their, their 10 yard fly or whatever. Um, and that's part of practice. That's part of what we do. Like when we, we start out, we're doing sprint mechanics. Uh, we do RPR, which, uh, is a whole nother rabbit hole, of, yeah. like self-release. Um, we don't stretch. Um, we, we just go RPR right into speed mechanics and then, um, and then we're into practice. And so um, you have that. And, and so that's kind of the broad philosophy of what we're doing. We're trying to make sure that, that we um, are intentional with how we use our kids' energy and that they are fresh as can be on Friday night. And so just a, a – um, now, with COVID and everything, we weren't able to do it as structured as I wanted just because we were always yeah. behind. But in uh, 2019, last year, uh, we tested our kids in the 40 – uh, in week nine, which is the last week of our regular season, and 82% of our program set a PR in week nine. Um, wow. And if that doesn't sell it for you, I, you know, I don't know what does. I mean, uh, so like our kids were getting faster throughout the season. They were fresh throughout the season. And so what that means in terms of like how you, um, how you handle practice is like there's no more like – you know, we need to make them tougher. There's no more, uh, we're going to, we're, we're doing up downs at, for a punishment. There's no more get on the line. Like we do not condition at all. That's um, so hard. It is. <laughs> and, and so like, and you have to be okay with, yeah. all right, walk back to the huddle. 
you know, you have to be okay with it because, um, you know, and, and so it starts with, with that. And then it also starts with uh, making sure that you're very, very explicit with your kids and just say, look, we are here. Here's the deal. Uh, we are not going to run you. We are not going to uh, put you on the line and run you for an extended period of time. But what that means is when it's time to go full speed, you are going full speed. And right. so, um, you know, and, and so you have to remind them of that early, but like at this point, like our kids, like, like they're, they're pretty, they're pretty tied into that and they understand, understand how that is. And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of our starting point, right? Like that's our, that's our, uh, broad philosophy. We want to make sure quick, that coach, I got a quick question on that just real quick. Cause it, I'm, I'm loving everything that you're saying here. Now, now talk about injuries. Did you, did you see a difference in, uh, your team's injuries in this, maybe this year, uh, doing that kind of training versus in the past when you, well, when you grind them up, spit them out kind of, kind of practices. We get less, um, we get less polls. Um, we get like, so for example, um, you know, you would think going from, um, you know, practicing in cold weather and all that to, to going to Ford field where it's 70 degrees and warm. And we we're not accustomed to that, that we'd have cramps and everything. We'd have a single cramp in, in that game. Um, I can't, I like, we might, uh, early in the season, lose a, a kid that's a two-way player, two-way starter and on special teams. We might, he might get dinged up a little bit with cramps, um, but we don't get that. Like, like that doesn't happen. Uh, cause our kids are used to going full speed. Um, and then, uh, but in terms of like injuries, like we, we, you know, knock on wood, like, uh, we, we've been pretty good there. Um, that's awesome. Uh, so like if, if a kid's getting hurt, it's, it's usually the kids that we haven't seen throughout the summer. Um, you know, just cause yeah. they're just, uh, there's nothing you can do there. Yeah. Were you, were you alternating your forties and tens based on week? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, we, we would, uh, and so like one of the things that we do is like, we go for miles per hour. So like, I've got a conversion chart where, you know, they, it's just, it'll tell, you know, if you ran your, uh, if you ran your 10 and you know, 1.212 or whatever, here's what your miles per hour is. And so that's the marker that we try to give them on that, but yeah, we'll alternate it. We use a free lap timer. And so the kids have the chip and, and so we just set it up and um, like we use that throughout the summer. Uh, They're getting, they're getting a time at least once a week. And, uh, and so we're going to bounce, bounce around. Usually our our two main go-tos though are the, uh, are the 40 and the, 10 yard fly. And so um, we don't have a set amount of, like we let them choose how, how far of a run in they get for the, for the 10 yard fly. Um, it's just whatever they feel like they need to get the full speed. Um, you just set the cones up for 10 yards and their, their pre-start is wherever they feel like they're most comfortable. Yeah. yeah that's mark, right. Okay. I got yeah. you. And so, um, and then the other thing we say is like, if you're not a hundred percent, don't run. That's right. Like, and that's a hard thing to wrap your head around, you know? And like, we're just saying like, Hey, if you're not hundred percent, don't go. Like we're, we're pulling kids out. Um, if they're, if they're gimping or if their times are really low, like we're like, you're done. You're, you're, you're obviously not at hundred percent. We don't need you to be hundred percent. Now we need you to be hundred percent Friday, you know? Right. And so um, we're going to do what we can to protect them like that too. Um, but that's the, that's our starting point, right? Like that's our, mm-hmm. that's, that's where we're at. And then um, from there, um, what we do is the way we structure practice, we have our sophomores through seniors all practice together. Um, and then we keep our freshmen on their own, but, uh, on their own in terms of, uh, they're not mixing with those other grades. Uh, but what we do is like each of our coach just 
coaches, uh, they coach nine through 12. And so like, if you're our linebackers coach, you're going to coach linebackers uh, all day. And so you're going to have just the freshmen or you're going to have the whole group. And we changed that last year because like, we feel like those freshmen need the most development. So um, they're in a small group and they're getting a varsity position coach and they're getting a ton of, of work. And like, I think this year's freshman team really showed like the value of that. They won like uh, maybe one game as eighth graders this year, they ended up uh, tying for the conference championship, lost only one or two games, uh, played great football, like overachieved immensely. Um, and I think a large part is because we, we took so much care in, in developing those guys. Um, so that's how we split things up. And then what we'll do is uh, we've got our pre-practice period where it's going to either be offense or defensive emphasis. If it's offensive emphasis, they're just like our linemen are just doing footwork drills. Uh, our A-backs are working on their motion timing and, and their footwork there. Our quarterbacks and B-backs are working uh, all that, you know, the segmented mesh drills, you know, like, uh, you know, just kind of pausing and, and doing the, the hookup drills and that sort of thing. And our receivers are doing I don't know where the hell they do. Um, but, uh, we don't throw it too much, uh, but uh, you know, they, I'll tell you what, they do a great job blocking. Um, and so uh, they're, they're doing their thing. Uh, and then, then it look, it's going to, if, if you've ever been to Harding, it's going to look very similar to what they do. Uh, we're going to do, uh, you're, we're going to have individual sessions. Uh, we're doing veer read drill because we're, our kids have to play both ways. So we're only doing veer read drill once a week. Um, we're doing uh, the run fits where you're, you're repping uh, zone dive. And what we're changing that to, uh, which we started doing in the playoffs, is zone dive and trap instead of zone dive and mid-triple uh, or mid-double, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Harding will do it zone dive and mid-double. We're, we're dropping mid-double. Um, and uh, we're going to be putting in trap as a um, – because we're getting people flying the play side linebacker out on mid-triple. So, um, yeah. you know, try to slide trap in there instead. And so uh, we were doing run fits and then we do our half line periods um, just like, just like they do, uh, you know, and we're trying to get as many reps as we can um, with that stuff. The one thing that we did add that uh, we kind of stumbled into uh, this during playoffs is like we, we added a play action pass pod. So uh, like our, our pass protection. So we run it just, we set it up just like you're doing uh, Harding's run fits drill. And then I'm just calling pass protection. And then uh, we just have our, our B back and our, our offensive line there. And they're just stepping to the protection just like they would. Uh, you know, we're just throwing stunts at them, throwing blitzes, and then cycling through just like we did. So we get rapid fire protection um, work there. So we're going to start to incorporate that more. Um, this is kind of like a pickup period, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just really rapid fire. Um, yep. And, um, you know, and that's why that's why the the skinny kids are over there throwing the ball around. So, sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, but in terms of practice, that we don't do a whole lot of team. Uh, you know, we just kind of check stuff off in there. Um, and uh, you know, the team stuff when we go full team is usually when we're doing different combinations of formation and tags that that don't really fit nicely into either the pods that we do or the half line that we do. So, like, we'll group up. Uh, belly and our counter uh, we have a separate zone option pod where we're just working on that we usually do that on wednesdays because uh, we have less time for that and so that one's usually like it, it takes about seven minutes to get through all the fits on that one but um usually everything's paired up pretty well are you um are you practicing against bodies bags air what what, what do you what do you prefer there so um what's really nice is having clinic season happen in the middle of your football season. Cause you're able to adjust things. And so uh, they had that, you know, that triple option summit you guys spoke at. Right. And uh, listening to, um, oh man, I'm blanking on his name. 
guy from Kennesaw, um, Stuart. Um, Stuart oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so he had a drill. He called it the confidence drill uh, or confidence builder. And right. um, they got their, their shields really, really low, like basically on the ground. So we kind of stole that. We had been going um, just like Hardy. We, like our, our big thing is two steps and lose. So like right. our guys would come off the ball two steps hard, low, and then, and then lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what we what we ended up doing during the playoffs, which I really liked, and I think we're going to go to full time, is is incorporating that confidence drill into um, into how we into how we fit the defense. And so, um, and what I mean by that is is where they hold the pad. So like those guys are, are low as heck. Um, the bottom of that, that, that shield is yeah. on the ground and it's really forcing those guys low. So I feel like that's going to allow us to be a little bit more violent coming off the ball and also going to force us lower. Um, so that's where we, that's where we ended up. Uh, prior to that though, we were just going on bodies um, and our kids, like it takes a second for them to, or a, a while for them to understand how we want, want it to go. Like, listen, we're not trying, you know, it's two steps and lose. And so like the defense needs to do that, but also, you know, you want to make sure the offense isn't being a jerk and burying kids at the same time. And so, um, you know, like that, there's a lot of coaching up on the, on the, um, on the fits there. Like I'll I'll play, uh, our coaches will play defense during half line. Um, We don't do it as much during uh, run fits though, because our kids have gotten pretty good at, at knowing how to fit things. Uh, We've got usually our, our, starting line middle linebacker will just play defense. And so um, he kind of coordinates it and I'm talking to him on where to fit and kind of pointing how I want to fit. And they're, they're, they get pretty good at that by the end of the season. Well, coach, let's talk about game plan a little bit. Um, you know, if you're like us, man, we, you, you show up, you really have no idea kind of how they're going to defend you. You know what I mean? You can, you can kind of guess, but you're probably going to be wrong more times than not. Right. So, I mean, how do you approach the, the game planning? Yeah, it's a uh, roll of the dice. I think we were right like three times this year. Um, and one of the times <laughs> is because we had good, film on them playing a flex ball team. So, like, we had a good idea of what they were going to do. But, um, good. yeah, it's it's crazy. Plan-wise, um, you know, we really – you know, sometimes our, like our defensive staff gets upset because we spend a lot of time talking defense. Um, and then we get up to offense and we're like, well, you know, we're just going to run inside beer yeah. and we're going to do this. And like, we think we might see this, but who knows? Uh, yeah. And so like, we spend like minimal time on it. Um, but what, the reason why I really like what we do on offense is because um, it makes it more about us uh, instead of worrying about what the other team's doing. So like one of the things that I do after every game is um, I make a playlist where I, I pull out, I, I just do a really quick and dirty efficiency thing. So um, we're oh, saying yeah. like a play is efficient if it gets four or more yards or if it scores or if it gets a first down, those are efficient plays for us. And so I'll filter out all the une- non-efficient plays and I make, I just print out that playlist on Excel and, um, and I just go through and watch them and I'm making notes on, all right, why did this not, why did this play not become efficient? And then that's where uh, that informs what we do on practice. So one of the practice things that we do that is crucial, I think, is uh, we do our, our T and A pods, our tackles and A backs working together. And there isn't a set thing that we do in that period of time, but that's usually where we're fixing a lot of the things that we're seeing on film from Friday night. So like if we're trying to run belly to a two man surface and our A backs getting caught off on the defensive end, we're going to work that then. Um, you know, like one week uh, this year, we're going to. Um, 
you know, usually you, know, you go gets a five, two and you get a little worried about running toss without having a condensed set. Right. And, but I felt like with how, how heavy those guys had played us in the past, like we could make it happen. And so we did the TNA pod, just working on our release angles and making sure that we were good there. Yeah. Um, you know, and so like just trying to fix the stuff that you see, uh, from the fr- prior week, um, you know, and, and spending more time game planning and on fixing you instead of, all right, here's how they're going to line up the trips. Here's the, yeah. you know, here are the pressures we're expecting and all that. Um, it allows you to really focus on what you do and, and really hone in on that. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, that combined with uh, how we try to um, manage our kids' energy levels throughout the week. And eventually, you know, that which snowballs into the year. I think those two things combined make it so that, you know, we're playing pretty good ball by the end of the year. And, um, you know, like I, I went back and I look at our like week two and week three games. I'm like, I can't believe we made it to the state championship with this team, you know, like, because, because we weren't playing good football, but, you know, because we kept uh, with that process, I feel like we, we really improved throughout the season. So game planning, I don't know, we, we do it. Uh, but it's, it's more in terms of fixing what we do. And, and, um, you know, if we're lucky enough to get film of, of them playing things, I'm more concerned with, uh, how they line up the formations and then trying to get some stuff teed up for that. Um, but I try not to go too far down that rabbit hole. Cause you know, we've done that before and like, you know, we, we felt like we had a good idea what, uh, Detroit country day was going to do. That's the team we we're going to play in state championship. I felt like I had a good idea what they were going to do. And they came out with something completely different. And so yeah. like we had some stuff teed up and it was, it ended up being a waste. So, so we try to avoid doing that as much as we can. And your kids are never startled because of the way you practice too. I mean, they, they've seen it. It's just business as usual. Testament to the way you practice, right? Yeah. I mean, we try to show them everything. Um, you know, like the, the only thing we never really see, and I don't know why is a four, three, like we never really see it. We saw it a little bit in the semifinal game. Um, but like, yeah, we, we show them everything. Um, like we're like, I say that, but we see a four, three every single week in practice, even though we've seen it maybe three times in four years. Um, yeah. but they're going to see it every single week, multiple times. Um, because you know, it's, I, there's, I, I've been in that position before where you're, you're kind of putting all your cards in or all your eggs in one basket, you get into the game and you're like, Holy crap, we didn't practice this. And, uh, and our kids look uh, lost. And, and that's not on them. That's on us for, for putting them in that spot. That's right. I was going to ask you about, uh, track and efficiency. You answered that one. Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a good point you made, like, um, being able to figure out why a play wasn't efficient and figuring out, yeah, I'm a big believer in design a drill to fix it. Right. Don't, don't scheme me. Right. Design a drill to fix it. Uh, I'm not interested in hearing about what scheme needs to be changed. Let's get a drill and fix that's 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 a good point you made. All what right. about your passing game, right? I know you said you only threw it 35 times. Is that mostly play action? Is that boots? Is that screens? Is that none of that? What what you got? So uh, the one thing I'm proud of in our passing game, uh, well, the, there's there's two things. <laughs> um, the the first one though is we're pretty good at screen, uh, and so we do it off of. Uh, we do it off an of inside veer fake and, and yep. it's to the B back. And so um, uh-huh. like the B back takes that, takes that uh, the fake and he settles up behind the, the right guard. And then mm-hmm. as soon as he releases out, he really, as soon as the guard releases and the center and the other guard release, he goes with them. Um, and we're pretty efficient at that play. Um, but uh, like passing game wise, we're primarily play action. We're horrible at boot. 
In fact, uh, I didn't call it one time this year. Last year, we completed it in the first round of the playoffs uh, one time. And uh, that was the first time we completed boots since 2016. And <laughs> for some reason, I, like I, I would call it all the time and I'm like an idiot, you know, like, um, and so I just, and, and I don't know why, like, I think everybody has something that they're really bad at coaching. I'm really bad at coaching boot and, uh, and I need to fix it um, because uh, we have people selling out and uh, I just, I don't know. I, I'm always changing the protection on it and just screwing it up. And I like, eventually like, it's just a mess. It's, it's an absolute yeah, yeah. mess. <laughs> so um, we're primarily uh, inside beer. Uh, we, we put in a, uh, a play action off a zone option that I really like. Um, where we kind of, uh, yeah, you have that, we got that condensed set and we, we bring uh -huh. the, that guy down, like he's going to pin the end and then he uh -huh. continues on a shallow okay. with the backside receiver setting a pick at about six yards. Yeah. So he just sets it down right over the ball. Yeah. And then the yeah. A backs up the pipe, um, yeah. taking the same path he would there. I really like that one a lot. Um, we put that in, uh, yeah. late end of the season or late part so you're of the season. doing that off of a uh, zone option. Yeah. Yeah, so the quarterback will hop off and kind of take yeah. a step down and then pop yeah. out. Um, and the guy's coming across. Yes, yeah. Okay. So it's it's like a you got a shallow crosser with a yeah. with a snag route picking yep. picking anybody chasing. Yep. Um, the other thing that we did that that I really like is we run um, we run a the uh, what, what Harding calls Christian, which is just uh, off inside veer. Like you, you're, it's uh, a crossing route with the a back. Um, you know, he's trying to get about 17 yards deep opposite hash. Yeah. I've uh, taken his, taking his, yeah, taking his load path. And, um, and so one of the things that we added there that I think if, if you're doing like, I feel like people they're, they're reading our tackle um, to tell run pass. Um, yeah. And so uh, like, I didn't think about it till we we're on the bus ride up to the game, but my son is our right tackle. And I, I just, I went back to him like, Hey man, when you, cause we're going to, we're playing a team that's really aggressive. Like, we're going to come out and throw it first play. I'm like, listen there, cause this guy, the, the safeties end up, he's, he's preferred walk on at Michigan. Um, like really good player gets downhill. And I'm like, when you come down on your protection, I want you to throw your arm up just like you do when you're uh, when you're hand trading with that veer and really sell it there. And then I, I told her a back, you know, you know, make sure you're making eye contact with the linebacker, load up like you're blocking them and go by it. Um, and so they both do that. And the, the place that linebacker comes up, falls on his face because he's expecting contact because the kid did a good job selling yep. it. We sneak it by, guys wide open, and we freaking overthrow it. And I'm like, oh. God, man, I mean, it, it, on the end zone, I'm like, that is like, I, that's, that's stuff you show in the clinic, like how well everybody sold it. And, uh, and then we overthrow the damn thing. But later in the game, we end up hitting it for 50 something yards or so. But uh, I was like, gosh, man, it worked out perfect. Everything like guys are up at the line of scrimmage and we just miss it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a bummer, but um, it, like, I, I feel like that, you know, that's something that, um, you know, was, was pretty big. I think like against those really well coached schools, um, yeah. you know, you got it, you had to do stuff like that. And so, um, you know, just trying to find ways to steal it there. Cause, cause we, you know, we don't throw the ball well, uh, and mainly because, you know, it's not a focus for us. Um, but, uh, you know, I think through our playoff run, we were like 90, 92% run. Um, you know, and I don't know. Well, look, if it's February in Michigan, right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the way to win a game. That is, that is man. Make it ugly. Throwing a freaking rock. It ain't going to help yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, yeah. 92% is an A-plus, Coach. 
it is. Right? Right? <laughs> hey, we did, hey, you know, I know you guys on the Telegram sometimes talk about a perfect game. We did have one perfect game. Uh, oh, did you? Made, That's awesome. Made it through a game, no attempted passes. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, we ended up <laughs> winning it. Uh, so. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no. The the asterisk to that is the wind was blowing about seventy miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> so like, you know, if we had to throw it, it wouldn't have been good anyway. But you know, it, it was it was uh it was great. It counts. It counts, yep. man. Uh, coach, I, I wanted we wanted to ask you about midline triple and zone dive. I know you talked a little bit about it already, being a part of your your big five, your big six, right? Talk about how important uh, midline triple and zone dive are to your offense, how beneficial it is uh, to you guys. I I think that zone dive is huge. I mean, it's, it was our number one play. Um, we were 50, 59% efficient with that one. Um, and, uh, you know, I really like it because, like, our A-backs are tough. And I think it – like, like in order to play A-back for us, like, zone dive is a play you need to hang your hat on because they're working with the tackle, digging it out. Um, you know, and, and we, uh, throughout our playoff run really, really got downhill with that play. Um, I really like it. Uh, you know, I think the, the, when, when you first, when I, at least when I first started learning about zone dive, it was like, okay, if the play side linebacker is running out of there, um, that's when you're going to do it. You slide the B back behind it. Um, and that's, that still holds true. Um, but where I find myself calling it more is if we're getting a bad, uh, like a, a muddy read by, by number one on the dive on, on inside of here, like if our quarterback's struggling reading it, we're going to come back and hit zone dive quite a bit and really force that kid, that defensive end, like you either, you either need to start squeezing your butt off um, or you're going to be taken for a ride here, you know? And so um, that's, that's when, when we're calling it a lot is, you know, like if, if, we need to force that kid to close down. Um, we're going to call it because um, it helps clean up the read for the quarterback. The other thing that I think, you know, like our, our team really started to hang their hat on it and, and really just take pride in like, we're going to run, we're going to run zone dive down your throat, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, that it really set, it's a, it really sets the tone for us. Um, and then mid triples, like the complete opposite. That's really a finesse play. And, um, and I, I, again, both of what's, what's, uh, similar with both these plays because they're, they're our number one and number two. So we're 54% efficient on, uh, on mid triple. And um, the, the reason why both those plays are pretty good is because you can run them against pretty much everything without tagging them, you know, zone dive for sure. Like we, we never, um, I used to, used to mess around with tags on it, but outside of like maybe bringing a flex receiver down on a, on a linebacker, uh, we're just running base rules with it. And, um, and that's just the way it's going to be with mid triple. Uh, we'll get, we'll get a little cute with it against the odd front sometimes, but um, like that plays, that plays pretty solid against whatever without really having to, to tag it up where, where that one gets tricky though, is in the backfield action. Like um, you you guys have to be disciplined in, in their release. Like I've, I was watching, um, I don't know, another college run it. Uh, and like nobody, I, I don't think anybody runs as good as Harding. I, I was watching another college run it and like, you know, like you can get yourself in trouble if that backside A back isn't, isn't stepping through the hands of the B and really, really gaining ground on his first step. And so like you really want to stretch it and get out and get him out in front. And, um, you know, that there, there's a lot of, a lot of nuance to that play. Um, and, uh, but, but both of them are really good utility plays. Like they, they're gonna, they're gonna be pretty good against pretty much everything. And, um, and so that, those are things that, that we spent, we spend a lot of time on those two. Yeah. Which I also think allows you to put a little more time in inside veer, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we spend equal amount of time, uh, like mid triple and inside veer get the same amount of time for us. Uh, zone dive. We probably spend, we actually, 
you know, it's our number one play, but we only rep it uh, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, we'll maybe call it every once in a while on team, but what's that? You just go through your fits with it and that's yeah, it, right? That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, and then we'll, there'll be a couple of zone dive tags or calls yeah. sprinkled in team. But um, like for that being our, like our number one play, uh, you know, like that's uh, – I did the math here. It's like 17% of our play calls this year. We only rep it 10, 10 minutes during the week. Like that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. 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 Well, that – I'm telling you, man, it's a testament to Harding's ability to make that fit period so efficient, right? It I mean, it's, that, that's, I mean. Well, and you, it also allows you to double dip too. Like, because, uh, you know, when, when you run, when you run zone dive, you're running inside veer for everybody except the play side tackle and the play side A. That's right. Everything's the same, you know? And so um, you really, you're really able to steal reps and, and double dip there, which is, which is huge. And, you know, to a certain extent, the same thing for us on, on zone option, like the, the rules on zone option for our guys up front is the same thing as they have on zone dive. And so um, we're able to really like zone option was our what fourth most run play this year is 69% efficient. And we practice it like seven minutes a week, Yeah, you know, and because, because we're able to steal stuff from the other, from the other concepts yeah. for it. As carryover. Yep. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, it's definitely important, no doubt. Well, uh, Coach, can you speak about um, maybe for coaches out there looking for a clinic to go to, man? Can you can you talk a little bit about uh, you know getting yourself to and your staff over to Harding, man, and how important that is um, to somebody trying to learn the flex bone? I can't imagine trying to install this without working with them. Um, you know, there have been a lot of college coaches that have, have been really generous to us, but none of them come close to, to what Kenny and those guys will do for you. I mean, um, we, you know, last year was the first year they, they really opened up that clinic. Uh, and I thought it was, it was awesome. I was a little worried about it because we had gone down there the year before and really had the run of the place. Um, you know, it was just us and a couple other, couple other guys there. And so we were able to do whatever we wanted really. Um, and I was a little worried when they opened it up there, because I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, it kind of cuts away from, <laughs> from the one-on-one -on -one time, but I'll tell you what, they did a great job. Um, I, I think that it is, there is no other clinic. Um, like no, nothing comes close. I, it, not, not, it does not come close. Now the key thing with that is like, you gotta be all in, um, you gotta be all in on this stuff. Uh, but like, even if you're not running this, watching the way that they structure their pods and the way that they, they maximize reps is huge. I think another thing that you, you, um, that sometimes gets overlooked is how they coach their kids. Like, uh, you know, there's no yelling going on. Like it's all yeah. really, really constructive. Um, it, you just, I don't know, man, I just walk out of there feeling good. You know, like it, it's just, I, I love being around it. I love being around what they do. Um, Kenny and Kevin and, and the rest of the staff, I like, they're really open. Um, if, if you are even thinking about running this offense, you got to go like, it's, it's required. Like it's, you know, I call it a, I, I had a tweet the other day, calling it a pilgrimage. Cause that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Football um, Mecca. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm bummed out. I'm not going to be able to go this year, but our staff is going um, like they, they're like, we're, we're going anyway. Like we're not, there's no way that we don't go, you know? And yeah. uh, you know, so it's, it's, um, I just, I, I can't say enough for, for, 
how well they how well they do it like nobody is doing it better in terms of practice in terms of attention to detail um it's it's uh it's really uh, it's top top of the line it's a master class man i mean it is good stuff but you would recommend it is what you're saying i think <laughs> I, I, dude, i'll tell you what like i would uh i i would pay a lot of money i would do a lot of stuff to make sure i could go to that uh yeah. i I just, you know, and, and, uh, you know, like I've, I've, we've been running their stuff since 2016, um, you know, and, and, uh, and so like, and, and I've, I've done, uh, we, we've, we've done two camps with Kenny. Um, I've been to multiple clinics that he's done, but every yeah. single time I go, I'm picking up something new, you know, like last year it was like, uh, the, the big thing that stood out to me is, is press and pause as soon as the ball moves to, to check where everybody's at in terms of motion. Yeah. And, and that's your checkpoints. And like, I'm like, damn, man, like that's like that little stuff is a big deal. Um, you know, and, and that instantly makes us better. Like on things like toss and, yeah. um, you know, it's just, they're, they're, they're great. I can't say enough. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy, man. Like it's, yeah, same. Uh, you know, like it's, it's bad. It's bad, but I, I love it, man. No, no, no. Look, I, I mean, I think Tony and I have the privilege of seeing just about everybody uh, in person. And um, I mean, you know, it just didn't done anywhere else like that, period. And so, um, and look, their success speaks for it and the way they develop their kids, their connections they make. I mean, it, I mean, like I've all, like I said today, the proof's in the pudding, right, Tony? That's right. Amen. <laughs> Um, we're sure but hey coach leave us we, we again really can't thank you enough for coming on it's been awesome um leave us with a drill man what, what you know what give, give us a drill you got to have it man you, you you know somebody's wanting to put this in they can't get to harding get, give them a drill man equipment well, what they got to do what's the one i'm assuming that that everybody's working heavy on scoops um like that's that's huge uh but i think the one that's that's really it's a combination drill. So we do, we used to do it maybe once every other week, maybe once every three weeks, but um, this year and, and last year, we really started to hammer it is, is combining our T and A pod. So getting your tackles and A backs working together and then working an in, inside pod at the same time. So your guards, centers and guards uh, just making sure that like, because th those are two crucial, that, that's where stuff's going to fall apart for you. Uh, it's going to fall apart. If you're not scooping, if you're uh, not solid in the a gaps in terms of like, um, you know, cutting the defense in half, making sure that, that uh, everybody that's a backside player stays a backside player. And then also being able to handle walk-ups and that sort of thing. Like you're going to, you're going to struggle with this offense if you don't do that stuff. Well, the other place where you're going to screw it up is with your, with your tackles and a's because um you know, the, the, we, we talked about how um, there's a lot of carryover between concepts, the one spot or the two spots where, where they're really, you know, where you got to do some thinking and you've got to be really precise though, is, is that your tackle and a back. Cause those are the guys that we're changing around a lot when we tag things. And so getting those guys working together uh, at least once a week, just on their own, where you can throw all kinds of different fits at them. You can address 
whatever they're screwing up, whether it's uh, loading. Like when we first start out in the season, like we see so much eight man front that our guys have to be solid at loading. And we really want our A backs cutting guys in half. And so uh, we have to work that. And so um, you, you can do it in individual drills, but they need to understand how it all fits together and that like, all right, if he steps up, the tackle's going to have him. Now I got to L out and get to the safety and, and vice versa. Um, and not having your tackles chase a scraper and understand that that a backs there, he's going to get him picked up, just get off his butt now and try to get, get to the safety. And so I think that that period of time for us is crucial. Um, Cause I'm with, with the assumption that you're doing all the other stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's crucial. And, and, and maybe just real quick, just talk about that. Cause favorite drill of mine, but, but talk about just real quick. All right. Are you, are you scripting it versus looks, you know, talk, talk about, and again, I'm talking about three on three or inside pot. Are you, you're scripting that versus you know, different fronts, right? Like you're okay. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah, we are. So we'll, we'll script it out. We'll, we'll make sure that um, like the big thing that, that we're going to make sure that our kids, like the, the purpose of the three on three drill is to make sure that our guys stay on tracks. Okay. So like they understand, like, I don't have a guy, I have a track. And so I need to run my track and whatever's on it gets hit. And so the big thing that we start out with, like, like uh, ground zero for that is we're going to give them two, two techniques or head up on guards and we're going to have a backer stacked behind each of those guys. And they're just going to gap exchange it. And, um, and so we go from there to now, all right, like it's, it's going to be hard. We're, we're going to make sure that our center gets a backside shade and mm-hmm. he has to make sure he doesn't vacate out and leave the guard out to dry, but still is, is get, comes off it in a, in a angle that allows him to cut off backside, uh, pursuit. And so mm-hmm. we're going to give them all those hard techniques that they're going to have to deal with. And so, um, we'll also throw in there, like if we're struggling with things that that's, that's where we're going to throw it in. But, um, you know, finding our, what are guys not good at and then throwing it in there. So, um, you know, one of the things I would recommend doing, like uh, if you want more like detailed information on it is, uh, Kevin or not Kevin, uh, Jeremy Reed did a amazing, a clinic uh, through uh, Chiefs Pigskin. It's on YouTube, and it's it's about I, I want to say it's almost like two hours. And he goes through every single practice drill. He give you the script, like talking about through all this stuff. So I'd recommend looking that up. Um, I mean, he does just just an amazing job, and we try to replicate what they do. Um, you know, and so uh, that that's we we do script it, but it's usually more as a uh, prescription for the type of stuff that we're mm-hmm. that that we're struggling with or need to work on. Gotcha. Did that answer it? Or did yeah, you want yeah, to talk through know, the yeah, want, as well? You know, yeah, I just wanted the, the, the listeners to be able to just understand the full concept, right? So, yeah, just yeah. about getting the kids as many looks versus the techniques they're going to have to see in a game, right? So, uh, right. So, usually with that one, um, and I'm when we do this, I'm with the tackles and A backs, um, and, and our other offensive line coach is with the centers and guards doing the uh, and the B backs and quarterbacks doing the three on three drill. Um, but he'll have two groups going and he's just going back and forth, almost like how you'd set up half line, but, um, you know, they're just, they're just rapid fire. And so, uh, he'll script it out every day, but it's going to change week to week, uh, what that script looks like. Well, yeah, he did awesome, man. Congratulations on a great season. Once again, coach, and and, and thanks for coming on, brother. We really appreciate it, man. I, I really appreciate you guys having me. I mean, it's this, uh, I don't know. I, I, 
it's it's humbling being on here, man. Like you guys, you guys do a great job. I really appreciate what you do. Um, uh, I really appreciate uh, that that y'all put the um, you know all the free resources out there for everybody. Um, you know, too many people trying to make a buck on on other people's information. And so, um, you know, I really appreciate you guys doing that because uh, I I think it's you know everybody's given given us something, so it's we got to pay it forward. Yep, no question. Amen on that, man. Hey, we're family. that's going to wrap this episode of the mesh point podcast hope you enjoyed it you can download or listen to our podcast apple itunes spotify or the google podcast app you can go on and rate us if you think we're any good and leave some comments that you might think uh, you'd like to hear about future episodes again i'm matt mcleod you can reach me on twitter at run the triple again that's at run the triple our Mesh Point podcast uh, has its own Twitter page, and that is at the Mesh Point. Again, at the Mesh Point. You can also find me on flexbonation.com. I have an option blog there and write articles and have plays uh, that can help you out, particularly during the season. All right, Tony, I want you to let the listeners know how they can get you on social media. All right, guys, go to Three Face Football on Twitter at Three Face Football, and uh, you'll you'll be able to follow my account. And um, the cool thing about it is, is every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic. And it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to, to get together and network and and uh, get to know each other and you know we'll talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch uh, catch that every Monday, eight o'clock Eastern. And uh, what you want to do is search the hashtag MeshPoint to see everybody's responses uh, to to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great great way to uh, build our networks and, and and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter, so it's real cool. Also, check out the website threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear, like Fear the Veer. You'll see in the background here, uh, Fear the Veer stuff, uh, MeshPoint gear, and and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well.